Hey friends! I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible. I'm excited to tell you that when I got home from running some errands this morning, I opened our mailbox to find the pa first paperback proof copy of my forthcoming 2021 novel. Now, the cover art for this thing is still being created, so I had the proof copy printed with just a generic image and, and the title and my name, and that was it. Now, I have not yet announced the title of this new novel. Now, as in previous years, I, I kind of prefer to keep the title as, as secret as, as long as possible. I, I will, however, talk about the plot. And, like any good plot, it can be summed up in one sentence. And here's that sentence. <clears throat> okay. Three people discover a gang of felonious pornographers are filming sex acts in public places and using non-consensual footage of oblivious bystanders. Now, 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 obviously, there's a lot more to the story, and I promise that when this book comes out, just like I did for my last couple of books, I will read a healthy chunk of the story to you on this very podcast. The People Are the Enemy podcast. And by the way, if this is your first time listening to the show, hello! Welcome! I'm the host of this program. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on People Are the Enemy. There is no Patreon set up for it. If you love the show and you'd like to contribute to it and myself monetarily, the best way to do that would be to purchase one or two of my novels. There are eight currently available for sale in both ebook and paperback formats worldwide via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my books in paperback format at barnesandnoble.com. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way... Here's the quirky theme song. People Are the Enemy listeners, this is episode 181 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. You're looking well. Good to see you. Now, now if, if you know me, even just a little bit, and you've only listened to a few episodes of this podcast, then you know I'm a huge music fan. I love and support independently produced music. I've had the good fortune to be able to speak with some of my favorite artists on this podcast, and I've been able to speak with some of my favorite music curators, meaning the fine folks who are responsible for creating indie labels that discover, nurture, market, and promote the musicians I care about in their work. Now, earlier this year, I came across an album via Bandcamp by an artist known as Hayden's Ghost. And during the first half of 2021, I've enjoyed Hayden's Ghost's album titled, Get Ready for This, Kids... It, too, will eat me from the inside out and leave dust out of my bones. Now, as the title of Hayden's Ghost's album suggests, this is a wonderfully unique record. And when I initially heard this album, I thought, who the heck discovered this great project and put it out? Well, it turns out it was released by a company called 
cord organ tapes, self-described as a, quote, small, humble, super DIY tape label. Sincere, lo-fi bedroom recordings, based in San Antonio, Texas. End quote. So I reached out to Cord Organ Tapes and asked if they'd like to talk with me for an episode of this program, and they said yes! So without any further ado, let's speak with Jose from Cord Organ Tapes. Hello, Jose, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm right here. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. Jose, you're, you're from San Antonio, Texas. Are you in San Antonio right now? I am. Oh, excellent, excellent. Jose, I was stalking the Cord Organ Tapes Instagram profile this morning and saw you had you had some car trouble yesterday. What what happened? Um, I drive a 98 uh, Civic LX, and, I mean, it's from 98, so I've had issues with it on and off again. And I usually use it to drive to work, which is less than two miles away. So I never really have any issues. But I was driving it out to Lytle to get the inspection. Lytle is a small town south of San Antonio uh, where I grew up. Uh, and my parents are out there. But I know the guy who has the auto shop out there. I'm not going to say his name. But um, like he'll just like clear me real quick and so I can be on my way. And then I drive out to another town where I can get the sticker for my car. Rather than waiting here in San Antonio, which is a large city, Rather than waiting like an hour or so, I get everything done like in 20 minutes out there. Well, halfway that way, my car died out like in the middle of the highway. And oh it was just God. pouring rain. And it was just, it was terrifying. That's dangerous. Was like cars zooming by me. And, you know, just like everywhere else, everyone here is a terrible driver. And they're just like going like 80 miles an hour, just zooming by me. And yeah. I had to dash across the access road just to get to like safety oh my god a tow truck and everything and so a big chunk of money went to getting it towed back to my place and uh it's just been uh it's been a great weekend so far you know? <laughs> well i'm so sorry to hear about those car troubles and it's very generous of you by the way to say just like anywhere everybody's a terrible driver <laughs> driver because i think a lot of folks will point their fingers at you know their neighboring state in particular and i should i should mention while when i say when i'm thinking of pointing your fingers jose has eight cats that's right ladies and gentlemen e-i-g-h-t eight cats now he may he said uh, during this conversation have to scold one of those cats because they, they they're they're kittens and they, they tend to get in trouble and and so if you hear him him saying stop that or get away from it's he's not talking to me okay all right just wanted to get that clear the air with that one Jose well I'm I'm sorry to hear about your car troubles and but I'm glad you're okay because like you said you you, you know a car breaking down on a highway is 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 very very dangerous but uh, okay. I, so I'm sorry for the troubles but I I am I am glad you're okay Jose. I, I, I'm a fan of your label. I, I, I love the aesthetics. I love the music. I love the ethos. I was I was hoping you could tell us a, about what made you want to start Cord Organ Tapes and how the first release came about. Um, well, I mean, I've been on Bandcamp for so long, just, you know, buying tapes up, listening to musicians and whatnot. And um, I remember coming across a label called... Uh, um, is a drunk, uh, drunk of love, um, records. And every time I'd buy a tape from them, they would just 
add a whole bunch of goodies like I do now, like just uh, pictures or an extra tape, just random stuff. And it was always awesome. So I'd always buy like a surplus of their cassettes. And uh, I came across this one artist who I really enjoyed. And I always felt like there's so many artists out there who don't get the recognition that they deserve. And so I was like, well, you know what? I can help them out. So I followed the the motto drunk with love records. And so I started doing it myself and, um, I came across this musician, uh, a basement that I really liked his music. And so I, I asked him, can I put your music up on tape? And, you know, I want to use your, uh, drawings for the logo and whatnot. Cause I bought one of his tapes and he sent me uh, a picture, which is the logo now, uh, a drawing of a chord organ. And it said, you know, every, you know, every tape that people buy, that money goes towards a new chord organ. So then I just kind of wrote chord organ tapes on there and came up with the label. And then before I really put anything out, I try to get like a, I guess a collective of musicians just so I can like put like five things out at once and kind of make a bigger impact rather than just one small musician and kind of just went from there. Excellent. Excellent. I, I wanted to ask, Jose, uh, and I appreciate you, you, you telling us that, that anecdote about how things, that the whole thing got off the ground. That's that's great. And, and uh, I, I'm impressed that you, you, you saw an opportunity to, to take somebody who loves music and, and give it a wider audience, and you did that. And that's, uh, that's super, that's always excellent. Uh, Jose, are all the artists on Court Organ Tapes from Texas? Mm, no, <laughs> I think uh, off the top of my head, I can say three of them are from uh, Texas. Uh, we have Ghost Mel, who's from Somerset, which is kind of like the halfway point between San Antonio and Lytle, where my where I grew up. But uh, he's a good friend of mine. He also went to school in Lytle, uh, so we have them, and then. Over in East Texas, uh, Puppy Parlor and Pity Child are from Tyler, Texas. And those are the only musicians I can think of that are from Texas that are on the label. Um, I've, I'm working on a compilation right now of musicians just from San Antonio, but it's kind of hit a couple of, um, I guess, hiccups or speed bumps in the road. But I hope in the next month I can release that. Very good. That, I have people from uh, Oregon. I've had people from like Sweden. Uh, I think TV uh, TV Dinners Factory is from Sweden, and I mean people all over the place. Very cool. Now, do you perform in any of the bands on your label? Uh, no, I have a solo project that I've I've put out uh, like maybe one or two songs. Nothing on Bandcamp, but I just like I tack them onto people's like tapes. Not uh, not like an album or anything like that, but just like a because I give random mixtapes out, as you know, um, and I tack that on there uh, under the name of Pizza Boy Bones, but uh, I just don't have the time or the space to record anything because I have all these cats and I'm not I I can't leave any equipment out. They've chewed through wires and they oh, ruin equipment, so it's. I take 30 minutes to set everything up 
and then I'm I don't even feel like creative at the moment and then I put everything away and so I can't just leave it out so when like um inspiration strikes I can't just walk up to my equipment you know yes of course um so and also another thing is I'm afraid to put anything out because I feel like if people don't like it it will affect the label negatively you know <laughs> like, sure like oh well, this guy's music sucks like maybe the label isn't that credible Interesting. Now, are are you the only one who runs chord organ tapes? I am. I do all the dubbing. I make the J cards. I uh, I put all the money into it. Uh, everything. It's um. It's all me. And some people don't realize that. Um, but it's it is difficult because I do work like a a forty plus hour job. I work for a nonprofit museum, and. I'm busy all the time, and then the little free time I do have, I try to dedicate some of that to the label, but, I mean, I have cats I have to deal with, and, of course, I need to be a good boyfriend and, you know, hang out with my girlfriend, and, you know, we live together and everything, but it's just, my time is just very um, spread out. I guess so, yeah, I really, I, again, I really do appreciate you. You've given me some of your time this weekend to talk. It, it makes it's very special, and I appreciate all the work that you do, um, Jose. The artwork for your releases is great. It, it, how much input do you have as far as deciding on the cover art for a chord organ tapes release? Um, I like to give the artists pretty much complete control. Like, what do you want as your J card, or what color tape do you want? Do you want me to stamp it? Do you want me to use that old? Um, that old-fashioned label maker, like the Dymo tape. Um, and sometimes they're like, well, can you come up with the J-card? Or I don't know how to do that. So I'll do it, but um, I pretty much leave it up to them until they ask me to partake in it. Very good, very good. Jose, you, you've released albums on cassette, obviously, and I believe some extremely limited-run CDs. Is that correct? Um. I, I think I remember seeing you had like a like a a compilation that you were going to burn onto CDs. Maybe it was maybe it was maybe I'm wrong about that. I did do um a, I did do a sampler a while back. I I went to like a yard sale and I came across I think it was like a stack of a hundred uh, mini CDs. Oh, okay. Like 20, 20 minutes of music or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um. And so I just made a whole bunch of just random uh, chord organ tape samplers, and I made the artwork for them, and just I sent them out with queer bought tapes, but they were never for sale. Um, the only time I did anything other than tapes was TV Dinners Factory, who's a musician from Sweden. They uh, made a whole bunch of seven-inch uh, vinyls from their EP, and they sent me I want to say about ten. And they said, you can do whatever you want. You can keep them, sell them. And so I pretty much just gave them to um, people who were, I guess, returning customers. Like, Because you can always check and see who's bought a lot of stuff. And this person bought like five tapes. You know, they're dedicated to the label. So I'll send them the free vinyl or whatever. And I mean, I kept one for myself. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Uh... You're a big fan of Connor Oberst and uh, a, a Daniel Johnston fan as well. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, now, Daniel Johnston had a song titled Chord Organ Blues. Is the name of your label in part inspired by that song? 
uh, kind of, and a lot of people seem to think that, but it it kind of is, and then it has to do with that picture as well. Because I was thinking about something that's super do-yourself and whatnot, and then I had this picture of the quarter again, and I was just like, well, I had the idea of, like, Dan Johnson's quarter in blues, and then I got the the drawing, and it kind of just fits, so I went with that. Excellent. Um, but I'm a huge fan of Daniel Johnson, and I think that's everyone who follows the label knows it, and whatnot. And I think, um, like, you know, people, you know, you hear about celebrities dying and whatnot, and, you know, there's celebrities, you don't know them. It affects some people, but I think Daniel Johnson was the first person who I have never met in person that when they died, it, like, physically, uh, you know, affected me. And so... Yeah, it was just, it's good to uh, have a label that people seem to affiliate him with. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a, that was a really, really a, a, a horrible loss, for sure, um, Daniel Johnston. And a Texas Texas native as well, Daniel Johnston. Um, yeah. And I was going to mention, Jose, it, it, I suppose it ties in nicely, Court Organ, with old tech. You seem to be a fan of old technology. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, that's very fair to say. <laughs> I noticed that on, on again on uh, while stalking the Chord Organ Instagram, and I believe me, folks, I'll link to the the Chord Organ Instagram, and I'll link to Chord Organ tapes, and I encourage you to check them out on Bandcamp as well. Um, but you had this unit, and I was describing it to a friend of mine who's also a fan of uh, like lo-fi, like uh, antiquated technology, and I said, I said. Uh, this guy, Jose, he found a Kodak Ectographic 400. And, and I'd had, I'd never seen one of these before, but I have to imagine this was a, this was a product that Kodak probably thought would like, you know, oh, this is going to be huge, you know? Yep. <laughs> and describe me, if, uh, I'm sorry, forgive me, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, rather. Uh, but what this looked like was it was about the size of like a 19-inch television, uh, uh and uh, and it 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 showed slides and played cassettes simultaneously. Is that is that is that pretty much what it does? Yeah, it has like a, on the side it has like a tape player, and then on the top, you know, you put the slides and whatnot, and uh, it comes with or it's supposed to come with a, like a remote or something like that, where you can just click it and it keeps going, so you don't have to stand next to. Um, I guess next to the screen and keep hitting the button like uh, in that video where I'm doing it. But um, yeah, it's uh, I found it on uh, Goodwill, uh, the the website. You know, I don't know. A lot of people I barely discovered this recently is that you can go to like Goodwill.com or .org or whatever and like bid on things like that, and no one was bidding for it. I think I got it for like maybe forty bucks. Yeah. And I just, all I had to do, like, was go in there. I had to buy a new lamp for it, pretty much a new bulb, and which costed, like, 12 bucks on eBay, and then go in there and fix the mirror. But if you have any mirror, and you can just, like, place it inside, you don't need, like, the official mirror or anything like that. So that's what I did. I put a mirror in there, and I got it going, and um, it was a very nice find. I already had some, uh, some slides that I picked up at, like, a yard sale. And uh, it was very cool. I enjoy it very much. But um, 
I think it, yeah, I think I agree. I think it is very cool. It's something that I'd never seen before. I had no idea it even existed. Uh, so listeners, again, uh, do yourselves a favor. I want you to check out Cord Organ Tapes. If you're on Instagram, go to Cord Organ Tapes Instagram. I'll have it linked in the uh, description of this podcast. Uh, and check out, obviously, the releases. You'll see a lot of the photos of the releases. But check out the uh, the little video that Jose made of this Kodak Ektographic. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a unique piece of equipment. Jose, I, I wanted to talk about ghosts for a second. I, ghosts factor big into Cord Organ's aesthetic. And and the axe on on your label as well. So what's up with ghosts? So you're just a, a huge fan of ghosts? Um, yeah, I've always liked the idea. Uh, I I don't believe in ghosts, you know, which people find hard to believe. I don't believe in ghosts at all. But I like the idea of like bedsheet ghosts. And um, even since I was um, younger and whatnot, I've always just really enjoyed it. And I guess. When I was younger, growing up, I, I had a whole bunch of, like, Casper comics. I still have a good amount of them. And my mom made me, like, a, I guess a bedsheet ghost costume. And uh, I still have that, you know. So I just, um, the idea of ghosts, to me, is fascinating. Even though I don't believe in them, it would be nice. But, you know, I don't. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it, it's no. I think it's a cool aesthetic, and yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, the uh, bedsheet ghosts in particular are, are a fun aesthetic for sure. Um, and while we're on the topic of ghosts, I wanted to talk about. I don't know if I call it if I should call it your little brother label or your sister label. It's called Spooky Tapes, which is a, a subsidiary uh, of Cord Organ. Uh, what's the difference between uh, Spooky Tapes and, and Cord Organ Tapes? Do you think? <laughs> I. I actually wanted to bring that up. I was like, oh, if he asked me, like, uh, is there anything you want to, like, um, bring up or promote? I was going to be like, Spooky Tapes, my uh, other label. Spooky Tapes, I had um, the the drawing was done by uh, a basement, so who also did the drawing for Cord Organ Tapes, uh, and I really liked. But the thing was, I was stuck with a release um, this release had like so many hiccups and it's no one's fault. Like, I don't want to blame anyone or anything. It's just, we can't release it. What we want to do, what's it going to happen? This and this and that. But I was already talking to other people and we kind of already had the ball rolling. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to come up with a second label so I can kind of bypass that. And then, um, it kind of just went from there. That second label kind of took a life of its own. And then I eventually got quartering tapes rolling again. Um, I think it was all during the pandemic, you know. Um, things just came to a halt. And so it took a life of its own. And I'm kind of pretty much whoever I pick up on spooky tapes is making their way to quartering tapes. And quartering tapes, uh, I think we do more uh, a, a larger quantity of tapes rather than spooky tapes not to say that the spooky tapes is um any less valuable i think i have more fans on spooky tapes than i do quarter tapes because i look at like the likes and uh the way the sales go but um the aesthetic between them is i mean pretty much the same i mean it all comes from me and people ask me how did i decide the aesthetic and i'm just like i don't know it's what i like um and people ask me is there anything i don't want on the label and 
there are genres that I don't go with. Like I've had people send me demos and whatnot, but it's like uh, metal and stuff like that. And like you look at all the Corrigan or all the Spooky tapes releases. Like I bring a metal band on, and it's just not gonna. It doesn't fit. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. It, it, yeah. If you don't mind, uh, Jose, what I'd like to do now is play a song from your uh, your Court Organ Tapes compilation 2019, the A Basement song, No Fun. Would that be all right? Yeah, sounds fine to me. Okay, very good, very good. So, so what we'll do, ladies and gentlemen, is we'll 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 listen to No Fun by A Basement, and this is from uh, the Court Organ Tapes release, Court Organ Tapes compilation 2019. And uh, and I encourage you to, to check it out uh, and check out everything that Chord Organ Tapes and Spooky Tapes released. And what we'll do is we'll listen to the song and then we'll come back and we'll finish up with Jose. So, Jose, what I'm going to do right now is take you off speaker. I'm going to play No Fun by A Basement and uh, then we'll come back and finish up, okay? Sounds good. All right, very good. So, without uh, further ado, here is No Fun by A Basement.
there you have it. That's no fun by A Basement. And that can be found on Cord Organ Tapes Compilation 2019. And uh, if you love lo-fi, precious indie pop, some say bedroom pop, uh, you're going to love everything uh, that Cord Organ Tapes has to offer. There's a lot of, lot of beautiful, beautiful music there. And uh, Jose, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking time out of your, your busy schedule to talk with me today. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm sorry if it wasn't uh, as interesting as you thought it was going to be. I'm probably the least interesting person you'll ever meet. Oh, no, no. You, you, were, <laughs> you were great. You were a great guest. And listeners, I encourage you again to check out Cord Organ Tapes. Check out Spooky Tapes. I think, uh, I think you'll find, uh, again, if you like what you heard there, you love Precious, Lo-Fi, Indie, uh, you're going to really, really dig uh, what, what Jose is doing with Cord Organ Tapes and Spooky Tapes. This has been episode 181 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Jose, before I finish out here, is there anything that you'd like to, to promote or plug? I guess other than the label, you know, Cord Organ Tapes and Spooky Tapes, um, that's the only thing I think of at the moment. Um, I am selling prints. I'm going to make more prints of pictures I've taken on my camera, and I do sell random mixtapes. Um, every little bit helps because right now I'm trying to pay for my car getting towed, and we're in the middle of moving, so... It's pricey, you know, and I hate to beg for money, but, you know, every little bit helps, and I try to put as much as I can into each package. And animal lovers, he has eight cats to feed. Yeah, <laughs> picky cats. That's right, so, so consider all that. Jose, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Jose, from Cord Organ Tapes and Spooky Tapes. We love you. Peace. Thank you.